Well, okay, that wasn't our best. Running out of crypto here. I think that, we should go really big. That on... wasn't our best move. So okay. now we only have 40,000. Oh, but blackjack. We got blackjack. So that's, okay. a quick, that's a quick one. Okay, okay. They gave us, they felt bad. Yeah. They're like, you guys are idiots. Okay, but I'm going to add a zero to this and we're going to go, we're going to kill one fourth of our money right here. Okay. Okay. Now I'm nervous. For, for... This whole $27. Okay, that's not bad. Oh, that's really good. Oh my gosh. Do you okay. double down? I don't. Um, or just hit? I don't. Wait. What does double mean? I get the. the I double my bet. You, what? You, yeah. Yeah, we definitely double. What does that mean? Yes, that was huge. Look at that. Did we just clear? We just got to sixty thousand or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we could cash out right now. I think we made money. Or we could go all in. I think. Oh my gosh, I think. <laughs> Welcome to Imagining the Metaverse, um, a podcast where we explore all things Web3, future tech, mixed reality, decentralization, crypto, and beyond. Um, we're your hosts. I'm Nikki Sanders, and I'm here with Scott Paul. Howdy, howdy. Um, this pro- podcast is being produced by Silicon Slopes TV, where you can find this show and more entertainment for entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking about all things DeFi and what the future of banking might look like um, with so many digital currencies emerging right now. So, Scott, what is DeFi? Simply decentralized finance. Got it. Yeah. What does that mean to you? What is um, finance I think, being I think the simplest way is that for the entirety of my human life and almost every human alive, um, we've only had one option. Mm-hmm. And that is central, really centralized banking and finance where, yeah. where a government – or some controlling body issues the money, the monetary system, and like controls that with their own monetary policy. Yeah. And so if you live in the United States, your Federal Reserve is in charge mm-hmm. of how the US dollar works. If you're in um, some other countries, it's, there's some, some form of bank that does this, and they're always centralized. Yeah. There's always some person at the center or few people that yeah. have all the control. Not at all. I know, isn't that crazy? It and is I, weird. I feel like we, before I learned about DeFi, like it's something I never thought about. Yeah, you like, don't, because there's no, there was never an alternative. So you just, you just assumed that, like, yeah, money kind of was ruled by a few people and behind closed doors. Very, yeah, that's all you know. Very, 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 uh, uh, it's not, it's not like we as the people have any say on, on how the money, mm-hmm. the tokenomics works. It's like yeah. we just get told that the rates are going up, and yeah, we're we along for the ride. And we can we can try to like buy other foreign currencies if we think they're th- that's that true. their their uh, money is yeah being treated better. But uh, yeah, you know, luckily we grew up in in here in America where I believe money has our money has done pretty well globally. But let's talk a little more about like the um, the fundamental of like. What it, what DeFi actually is, and, and so kind of going back to the centralized finance that mm-hmm. is, when you're let's take DeFi out of the equation in a centralized finance world, you're um, say you're 25 years old, you're making eighty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. you have maybe ten thousand dollars left over um, after all your expenses that you try to put into savings or investments mm-hmm. in the centralized finance world. Your options for that ten thousand dollars are probably they're pretty limited Super for a non-accredited um, investor. What what yeah. what can you do with it? 
Yeah, so we should probably define accredited investor. Sure. Like- accredited investor is someone that um, makes enough money that the government trusts them to lose it like, yeah. or, or trusts them to, uh, to not be poor if they lose yes. their investment. Yes. Yeah. And so that's someone that has like a million dollars net worth without their house. Yep. I think they make 250K a year. 200 as a something. single, okay. 300 married, okay. 300K married. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not a lot of people. It's, it's, I mean, if you look at America, it's, it's, right. it's the 1% that is accredited. So, yeah. so let's just make, like, let's just start saying not most, not many people accredited. Yeah. So what are the options for the most regular nor- normal people to, exactly. to find yield or save or, or make good investments? Not good. I think what's in a go, savings Well, you could account. go to the Blitzstars. You could always. You could gamble. You could gamble. That might work. The government trusts us to go gamble. We can lose it all on online gambling. That's okay. But then if we have a savings account, it's like 0.1%. It's 0.1%. It's 0.17 right now. Yeah. Or less. It's so bad that it's negative. You're not even getting close to what I I think 10, 20% inflation this year. Yeah. You're going to just lose money. So. Yeah, you don't really have a lot of options. I mean, Robin Hood, people kind of mooned in, you know, moon into Robin Hood and try yeah. to like time stuff and like, yeah, the, you know, get Tesla stock or just picking individual stocks, getting yeah. in that. Yeah, that's, I mean, and I love what Robin Hood did, yeah. making that more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And then, I mean, with the whole Wall Street bets thing yeah. with on Reddit, like, like having everyone invest at the same time to yeah. throw the market. Yeah, it's cool. Hilarious. The people, the people had control for once. Yeah. It was, and, in a way, that was a decentralized yeah. um, mob that yeah. happened, you know, like that. Brought like, to the centralized system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was just so. like poetic justice. <laughs> it was so funny. I so, loved that. So there was ways, um, but, you know, it's not really easy to get a lot of real estate with $10,000. No. It's not easy to, you know, you're not really getting into big government bonds and stuff. You're not getting into these alternative investments where mm-hmm. there's higher yield because, you're not accredited. Riskier. And yeah. uh, if it's riskier, the government pretty much blocks most people from doing yep. it. Yeah, that's something I love about DeFi is there's, there's no en- barrier to entry. I mean, right. really. I mean, right now, I think there's like a technical barrier to entry. Right now, there's a technical tricky, barrier. Yep. But there's no, like, you don't have to, like, make a certain amount of money. You don't have to have a bank account. Like, there's none of those requirements yeah. to get in, which I think is really cool, especially when you bring in, like, third world country stuff um, where people literally don't have banks but they all have phones yep stuff like that's really cool what what it is is i i mean you're quite literally able to do things in DeFi that are reserved for like sovereign nations and massive Mm -hmm. banks you're you're able to go and lend out your crypto and provide liquidity into these massive pools it's no different than like I always thought of it as like, you know, the uh, you go land in Heathrow Airport and there's an exchange, you can money, currency exchange. Mm-hmm. And there's, you can go get your, there's like, you know, 60 different little currencies you can get and they have them all there on on uh, on site. Yeah. And you trade your US dollars in to get pounds or euros. They're or, a liquidity pool. They're liquidity, really? they're liquidity pools. Yeah. And, and there's fees for doing that. Yeah. And basically most of what I remember when I got into DeFi was, I was basically uh, making fees and yield by putting pairing yep. two currencies together and letting people kind of you trade on trade it. on those. And, yeah, and, and then you you get a percentage of the fee. Yeah, the problem was people are just doing they were they were paying way, not realistic yields. But there is in in for hundreds and hundreds thousands of years there's yields for providing this liquidity. Yeah, so, that's what the banks are doing with your savings account money. Yeah, every single time, like where they're paying us less than a percent, but they're out there easily getting. Eight, nine, ten, eleven percent on on uh, 
big money moves that they're doing. So DeFi lets everybody play that game of the banks. Exactly. And it lets you be the bank. Yeah, you're, you could be your own bank. Exactly. Yep. I think that's really how, cool. How, how does one do that? What, how, how do we actually that's get to be fun. our own bank? Like, so, I mean, if you're going to be like a crypto purist, it's re- that literally means that you hold your own private key. So to participate in a blockchain network, um, you have to have a public and private key pair. That's just how the cryptography works. That kind of like runs the whole blockchain mm. network. So the public key is something I could give to you, Scott. If I'm like, hey, give me some ETH. Here's, here's my public key. Um, you can send it. Um, yeah. That's fine. I can give that out to anyone. Um, people so it's can't like, an e- like an email address. It. It's an email address. It's like if I had like a numbered safety deposit yep. box, I'm like, here, will you put some money in it? PO box or but something. Then yeah, just public, I have, yep. But then the private key is the thing that actually unlocks those funds yep. so that, to allow you to spend them. Yep. Um, so if you hold your private key, you're being your own bank because, I mean, th- for better, for worse, like no one can take it away from you. Um, no one can recover it mm-hmm. and you can spend it whenever you want and unlock it whenever you want. You know, the bad side is that people lose their private keys the, all the time. The private keys get hacked, like thinking they're giving someone their private key to uh-huh. help them. And it's, oh they're my stealing. God. there's so many things that are happening. Those private keys are, it's, it's probably the biggest barrier right now mm-hmm. in DeFi is, I think of my 65-year-old mom. I'm like, she just started online banking six years ago. Yeah. Like, how am I going to convince her to go write down this piece of paper mm-hmm. and, like, try to explain to her how this word. Don't lose it. Don't phrase, give it to anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, and, and, like, that's just too much of a barrier for most people to feel it's comfortable really with. And so that's that's one of the, the things that we're trying to figure out how to get around in a lot of the, a lot of the next wave of DeFi um, applications to try to figure out how to make that easy for an. It, it should be as simple as signing up for Venmo yeah. or Cash App. It needs to just be very, uh, v- very simple for the seventy-five-year-old person to yeah, uh, that out not have to like just essential. become a computer scientist. Right now, to right. do DeFi, you almost have to like understand deep levels of of how computers Dude, function. Dude, it's and, wild. Like I never thought I would be a pirate, but even just holding my own private keys and I'm like etching things into metal <laughs> and storing them in multiple locations. I have like fireproof safes. Like I've, I've turned into this person, like this crazy person. Oh, I get um, anxiety thinking about it. It's so wild. Yeah. And then on top of that, when, um, yeah, you're doing DeFi and like I'm trying to step, like walk a friend through it over text. Soon it's like, oh, I, I can't even do it over text. Let me call you. And it's a 30 minute call of me like step by step <laughs> going through. It's just a nightmare. Well, that's why Giddy Giddy started because I I was I lost I lost this huge amount of money on PancakeSwap. <laughs> Didn't lose it, but it, they upgraded their protocol, and so my money oh. got locked in a kind of a contract that was like getting um, mm-hmm. there. I don't know what they call it, but they were just getting rid of that old contract and having everyone upgrade. And yeah. I'm like, oh no. Okay, yeah, that's so freaking out. It's so confusing for me because I didn't understand. I didn't know how to upgrade and do all the un, un you know switch it around. And so oh, I called up. I found this person online that was Eric Parker, who's now the CEO of uh, of Giddy. But he he walked. It, he found me my money, got it, helped me get it. I gave him a fee to do it, and then we started helping people on on like that's such on a good Zoom. Idea. And then we're like, this is not scalable. Helping people do that thing that you do with your friend for thirty minutes. Yeah. So we're like, should we just make an app that? makes it so no one has to do this hard hard DeFi hard ways dude it's so hard yeah, yeah and it, it's just like you were saying with your grandma there's just, or your mom like there's no way like, no there's it, just it's no almost way. comical because i'm like mom 
You got to first go get this B and B token so that you have gas to buy the pan- pancake swap. But right, go there, to pancake swap so to jargon. buy cake. Then alpaca is really you want to pair cake and alpaca so that you can get that yield. First of all, the terminology <laughs> is doing us no favors. No. Like we sound like a bunch of crazy people. I mean, we are a bunch of crazy people. That's fair. Yeah, but it's just it it doesn't it's just crazy. The, ter- the terminology doesn't help. That always cracks me up because like the underlying fundamentals of this is like actually like super simple and it's what like the centralized world of like traditional finance does but then we've just like made it so silly well it's i think it's just because it's so boring in the centralized world like banking is just not it's not sexy not at all and like not exciting no and so it's like i think the next generation is like realizing i think they're and what i love about is they're getting economic education yeah by playing these games or we're actually learning like you said, you never even really thought about centralized banking and stuff mm-hmm. until you realize, oh, there's another option. Bitcoin started with the white paper, and now there's mm-hmm. all these other currencies. And what, what does it mean that people can actually, that a bunch of people can come together in consensus and have a trustless system mm-hmm. and and that holds value through through the like miracle of the internet and, and computers, yeah. you know, talking to each other, all encrypted. And I'm like, that's powerful it's, what's happening and we so haven't even powerful. seen the beginning of it like right now we're still at you know top of the ending in the first you ending. think so i think so what do you think's next i think um i think i don't know who's going to get there first whether it's ai or people but i think mm-hmm. i think money's going to disappear like fiat currency disappear i think or? i think we're not gonna like i think things are gonna like it's so squampus that like the idea of money as we know it right now is just going to start to dissipate like we're going to be able to create value almost like i was saying right there make me soccer ball and the cost to make soccer ball is so inexpensive mm-hmm. um and the cost to make art is digital art and and so and then also between that i think we're also like ai is going to start solving a lot of problems and jobs are going to disappear and so we're going to need we're going to need a new economic system uh when there's 30 percent unemployment we're going to need something that for the have and the have nots, or otherwise it's going to be really ra- rampant class warfare. So I kind of think someone's going to figure out how to get rid of money. You think and, so? And I think DeFi is going to help it. I don't know why. That's one of my weird versions of, of this whole thing. And it's, 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 it's like 50 years away. 50 years away. Well, I'm, I'm really a fan of apocalypse, actually, because I don't think it's scary. I actually think it's a You're like welcoming it. It's, it's a peaceful apocalypse. A meaning, peaceful apocalypse. I, I believe AI is going to... We've all been messing around, being rude to each other, and we're like fighting a lot, and yet everything is really good. Like, not a lot of people are dying anymore. Most people have food. Things are great, but we're all getting like really angry with each other. So I think AI is going to come alive and go, "You guys, knock it off." So okay, it's going to so put us in our little robot, playpen. Robot overlords. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they love us. Oh, so benevolent. Benevolent. Robot benevolent. Overlords benevolent it's basically us it's basically our shared consciousness becomes like centralized and and then we all have like a god here on earth that is basically i and this is a strong far stretch from DeFi. yeah I was, but i believe we that DeFi, uh, i believe DeFi ushers in the uh, the <laughs> no. robotic clip, uh, apocalypse okay i mean i can go there i can try to uh, i can try to like reverse engineer how i think DeFi gets us there but it's uh that's that why gets, i love it that gets a little wild yeah that's why i love it so how do you turn like internet funny money back into usable money at the moment? Into fiat. Into fiat. Yeah. There's An off ramp. That's what the word the is. You got, is you're on this. Inter- you're on this 
freeway of crypto and there's on and off. You have to bring it back to reality sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, the thing with DeFi, something that I've learned um, here uh, since my time at TaxBit, which is that every transaction on chain um, pretty much is a taxable event unless you're just transferring it like amongst like to yourself. But even like transferring from like one token to another token, not even touching fiat, taxable event. Yep. Entering liquidity pool, technically taxable event. Um, all of these things are taxable events, which is something like you would never think of. And then it makes it even really more fun where if you do stuff with stocks, like you buy and sell stocks on Robinhood, they like generate at the end of the year, they give you a, a 1099 form or whatever to like, oh, here's what you're going to plug into TurboTax. The blockchain doesn't do that. No. And so you have to do it yourself, yep. um, which I, I think the IRS is now realizing is a huge pain. And it's not impossible. I mean, I'll, it, I'll be the first to tell you. Like, it's wild. I don't, I don't know how anyone, you'd have to be a block. You'd have to read the blockchain, like the matrix, to actually know what just happened there. And there's only a few people yeah. who can do that. That's what TaxBit's doing. Okay, and uh, even and even we struggle. Yeah. Because so, there's weird things that happen. And sometimes, like, one ta- one transaction on chain could be multiple taxable mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. Because technically, like, all these different things are happening. And there's all these weird, tiny little rules that apply that, like, you have to try to apply from the traditional sense down into crypto and they don't always match one to one. So you kind of have to guess, like, I think this counts as <laughs> this kind of event, but, but it's a nightmare. Is the, is the government going to be a little, is the IRS going to be a little forgiving in these early years? Because I honestly can't figure it out and I've tried and That's I'm, I'm, I'm making experience. my, I'm making my best guess on yeah. what I, oh, but it's, it's wildly, it's, there's this just is, no way. Yeah, this is not taxable advice, and this is not, like, a tax but official advice, yeah. like, asterisk. Yeah. But that's been my experience is, like, your best effort, they are, they, they understand that it's yeah. tricky. They're yeah. trying to figure it out. Yeah. They're even trying to, like, go slow with the regulations um, just because they don't want to mess it up. Yeah. And they understand. They, they're, like, actually being very open to, like, okay, this is really complicated. Good. Um, no, they're not trying to come down hard on people. It's more of, like, they're gonna come on, come hard on people who are purposefully trying to evade taxes, yeah. not people who are making mistakes. Yeah. So like, try your best. Yeah. But yeah, this is awesome, and, and we really want to thank uh, Silicon Slopes TV for putting up with us and producing this. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk at you guys later. Yep. See you next episode. Ciao, ciao.